0: Hey Joseph, Michael Montero here from Ring Magazine. How you doing, Michael? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, man. Good. I feel like I'm uh, talking to the future. It's it's Saturday morning for you. It's Friday afternoon here. Um, <laughs> We're ahead of the game. Yeah, man. You guys, like, can you tell me what's going to happen? What stocks I should buy? Or no? <laughs> I appreciate you taking some time out of your weekend. I can hear kids back there playing. I know you got a house full of girls there. <laughs> Uh so thank you very much for uh taking some time yeah, no, to talk with me. No, you're
1: welcome. No, all good.
0: Let's uh let's jump right into it, man. I wanted to talk to you about uh the social media videos. I saw you just put out another one, man, with uh with uh Anchorman and you kind of lip synced all the different parts and it was spot on, like like second for second, spot on. Uh you've done ones with Back to the Future. I mean it just started really with you inside your house with your partner lane and you guys were just dancing then you were outside dancing and doing all these different songs what inspired you to start making these videos
1: yeah i mean when the when the lockdown was just starting off um it was uh you know the whole world was just going into this sort of like what's going to happen like there was there was unknown and then people i, I think people were panicking and people were worried and i guess uh the um you know, all the ideas are my friend's ideas. His name is Kerry Russell, and he's part of my bubble. And he, uh, he helps with the groceries here and there, but he also is very good the, behind the camera, and his editing skills are like the best. And uh, he just comes up with the ideas. And the idea was to just spread a bit of positivity and, and to remind people that even though you are you're, you're going to be stuck at home, that you can have fun and that you can um, just, you know, you can have a laugh and enjoy yourself. And I think with that, with the reaction that we got, that just pushed us a bit more to um, just to keep going and to keep, you know, trying to inspire and to keep showing them that um or giving people hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the reaction was so big. Did it surprise you, the reaction that you got? And it was international, too. It wasn't just over there in that part of the world. It seemed like everybody in the fight community and even non-fight fans loved the videos. Were you surprised by that?
1: Yeah, I was very surprised um, because I didn't expect the... You know, we're just doing it as, as a way of, like I said, to, to have fun because it's really... It's really fun for us just to do it. You know, we're, we're having a good time. We're laughing and enjoying ourselves. But also, it's giving everyone else something to laugh at, smile. At. And uh, I think the reaction has been pretty crazy. Like, I didn't expect it to be like this.
0: And you said it was your friend, Camry Russell. So, I, I was going to ask you, I mean, do you come up with the ideas? Does he, do you take suggestions from maybe some of your followers on social? Is it a mix of all those things?
1: Uh, we see a lot of suggestions. You know, and a lot of people, you know, suggest this and that. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know when we look at it, it is quite funny, but um, the ideas come solely from Terry Russell. He, so, he sort of just, um, you know, I text him, hey, what's up? He goes, I have an idea. And then I go, okay, what is it? Hit me with it. And then uh, he tells me, okay, okay, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, is it going to work? Is that not going to work or whatever? But I just, you know, from, from the beginning, um, after the first two or three, I just said, hey, you know what? Whatever you say, I'm going to do. So he comes up with the ideas. He comes over with the groceries at times and, and his camera. We do the filming here at home. It doesn't take long, but it's a lot of fun. And then, uh, I think the, the longest part is just the editing. He goes home and edits for about I don't know, another few hours, or probably some for the Back to the Future. I think half a day, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, we just release it every time we. And you know, as soon as it's done,
0: that's actually a pretty quick turnaround for editing. I could tell you firsthand, editing is a pain in the ass. I mean, that's like 90% of it. So uh, I'm sure you
1: have. I mean, with your experience, and I mean, knowing what it takes to edit and that he's, he, yeah. Uh, I, well, from people I've heard, it's quite fast. So he's done a great job.
0: Yeah, he's done a great job. And, and then he, does he have a background in film production or TV or anything? Because the, the camera angles, the eye lines, all that stuff is great. It makes it look like it's a multi-camera setup.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm fortunate to have someone like him part of my bubble, but also a close friend and also like, some, like you mentioned, he's, he's been in the, in the industry for a while. So he's very experienced. And he knows exactly what he's doing.
0: So, uh, do we get a sneak peek? Of is there any new one that you guys have in the works, or any ideas that you're bouncing around?
1: Nah. So, at the moment, like we just released this one last night, and uh, it was fun because you no, know, he uh, we just filmed it the day before. We only it took like maybe what two hours in my garage, two or three hours, we just filming, changing clothes, and all that. But he came up with the idea just the day before that. So, um, at the moment, I haven't heard from him. <laughs> You know, he hasn't sort of texted me or called and said, "Hey, what, what, should we do this or should we do that?" There's nothing in the sort of in the pipeline at the moment. But as soon as uh, as soon as we do have an idea, we'll work on it straight away.
0: That's awesome. Well, keep it up. I, I love the positivity. It's fun. I, I mean, there's just. There's so much negativity, especially on on boxing Twitter and just Twitter in general. And I think right now there's all this uncertainty in the world. So your your videos have been awesome. I've I've shared them, like, I'll tell you, I've shared them with my fiance. She loves them. My mother, she loves them. It's just (laughs) funny. And I think it's because you're a big guy. To see a big guy that could get in the ring and handle himself, you know, he's got hands, but then he's having a little fun and joking around. I try to do the same thing on my social media. So I, I really appreciate it. And uh, there are a lot of farms. Yeah. But the, uh, best, the
1: best part about it is that this thats actually who I am. And uh, I mean, leading into a fight, I think it is quite hard to show this side because the fight is okay. You have to be serious. You know, you're going into right. this fight. Uh, you have to show that you're very prepared and you're, and you're, you're taking it, you know, uh, you're taking it seriously. And, and you you know, so it's really hard to show this side of things before a fight. So this, even though the, the situation isn't the best with having the lockdown, but it's sort of, uh, it's it's enabled me to show what what i am really like at home
0: yeah i think you know you're one of the few fighters right now of course no fighters are active but i think your profile has increased you've gained more fans uh during this this lockdown which is very very rare and you've done it in this positive way so keep it up man um but yeah yeah, no we're here to talk boxing so let's uh let's get to the boxing um I, you know, I know that you started boxing early because your father's name is Dempsey. And, of course, he's named after the great Jack Dempsey. I know he started teaching you boxing as a kid. But when did you actually start your amateur career? Like as far as actual sanctioned fights in the amateurs?
1: Yeah, it's, I, so I yeah, my dad, like you said, welcomed me into boxing young age, three, four years old. First memories of holding up his hand and punching. My first actual fight as an amateur fighter um, was when I was 12 years old. I had my first fight, and I was still, you know, I remember that fight. I was very nervous; didn't know what to expect. I was short and, and a bit chubby, but the guy that I was fighting was was uh, sort of same height, but chubby than me, so he made me look like I was I was in good shape. But that's that's my first memory of fighting was when I was 12 years old.
0: Wow. So okay, I think you know a lot of fans, particularly here in the United States, may not know that about you—that you actually started boxing at a very young age. And uh, I think your first international fight, correct me if I'm wrong, that was at 16 years of age, correct?
1: Yes. Uh, 16 16 years old, I I started fighting internationally, yeah.
0: When did you know? This is a question I always ask fighters. When did you think to yourself – as a young person, because I mean, young people try different things and, and, you know, maybe you'll pick up a guitar for a summer and then you put that down then you maybe pick up a baseball bat. You put that down. But when did you know as a boxer, hey, I, I think I could do this. I think I can maybe do this for a living.
1: Yeah, I think it was by, by the age of 16 when I, uh, you know, when I first probably 15, 16, you know, I was uh, I was that age and I was fighting guys who were like who were in their 20s. And I, I was getting good results from that. And I, boxing has always been a dream of mine ever since a, a young age. I always wanted to be champion of the world and I always wanted to, to make money look after my parents. So I think it was that age, probably 15 or 16, where I, I thought, man, I can really do something with this boxing. And there was always rugby, there was volleyball. You know, I played a guitar, the piano, do this and do that. But boxing always, I was always drawn to boxing. And then I, I think I had a passion for it at a very young age.
0: Yeah, you know, you hinted at something there. Uh, I think a lot of fans don't know this about you as well. You play different instruments, correct?
1: Yeah, I, um, here at home, I've got a you know, piano, i got a guitar, i got the drums. I'm actually learning the drums at the moment, but um, I, I love music, you know, and boxing. You know, everything's about rhythm. I, I mean, a lot of it's about rhythm. So, right. you know, um, when I'm in the gym, when I'm at home, I turn on the music, I dance, I, you know, I box, I train, I just, you know, I just have a good time.
0: So you got uh, you got a lot of different things going on that where you could have a future outside of boxing maybe one day where you're doing something in the entertainment field. I think maybe you're starting to build up your demo reel right now with these social media videos. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your family a little bit. Uh, you have three daughters. Yeah, uh, you and your partner have three daughters, and what has that been like? How how has having a family and having three kids changed you as a fighter? I know it's going to affect fight camp definitely, but just yeah. your mentality and just the way the, the scope of things and how you see it all. How has that changed you?
1: I I think being a father, um, you know, firstly I love my daughters with all my heart. I mean, they're three, three beautiful young young girls, and i spent you know, the with, with this lockdown spending a lot of time with them, quality time. I think being a father, um, of, of, you know, just being a father in general and, and for boxing, I think it's helped me. It's, it's, it's made me more mature. It's made me actually, like, I, I, I can honestly say that in the past, I haven't done everything right in, in camps and we're leading up to fights. And I've mucked around here and there. But um, I think as a father, I've matured. I have extra motivation. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm doing everything right now. And I guess it's because you're not, you know, because, you know, you're trying to do it for yourself of the goals that you have, but you're trying to do it for them as well and to set up their future and to help them live a better life than, you know, than some people live.
0: Right. Uh, do your kids like watching your fights?
1: Uh, my, my daughter's three years old. The other one's one year old and the other...
0: Oh, they're seven, too young. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't think so about the, that. the three-year-old loves
1: watching. Really she She's come to she's come to yeah, she's come to your fire. She's like, Oh daddy, you're gonna be a, you know you're gonna be boxing that guy, you're gonna smash him Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do.
0: <laughs> How about Lane? Yeah, Laney, I've been with Laney. Oh Laney, um, Laney, sorry
1: about that. So it's Laney. Oh, that's okay. We'll, Laney. Lane, yeah, we've been together since um since we're uh, school days. So I think over twelve years we've been together. She, uh she's always been supportive she's i know in the beginning of my career i didn't have much uh, and she always looked after me and supported me and was always there for me so um we're a very you know strong couple but she's also very supportive and you know i've missed all three births of my daughter's uh you know training and, and making money for us and um and know fighting so she's very like she doesn't you know you know always been there and doesn't just doesn't really put me down or doesn't say anything but she's just a strong woman on her own.
0: Does she, does she like watching her fights or does she get nervous? Does she not want to see it? She loves, she loves watching. She
1: loves watching and she doesn't really get nervous. I think the person that gets nervous the most would be my, my parents. Mostly my dad. He's at the fights, um, wherever the fights are, whether it's in America or in the UK, but he, he's there, but he doesn't, he doesn't really, like you can see him. He's not really watching. (laughs) Like he's sort of looking to the side and sort of looking down and, so, uh, but but Lainey, she she doesn't. She, I don't think she gets nervous anymore because she knows that I'm I'm actually taking it a lot more seriously than I did in the past, and I'm I'm working hard every day, and I'm staying focused and staying prepared.
0: That's interesting. So the guy who brought you into boxing is the one that gets the most nervous at your fights.
1: <laughs> the guy that brought me into boxing trying to take me out of boxing. One time when I was an amateur, because uh, I didn't put on the like a good performance, and I was getting a little bit beaten up from you know guys from uh, overseas. So he wanted, to, he said to me, "Son, you should you know uh, I mean boxing is a hard sport. You should." And I said, "Dad, it's too late." He introduced me. I love the sport, so you know, please, please just support me.
0: <laughs> yeah, once you uh, once you get that bug, it's it's kind of a lifelong thing. Um... Well, let's talk about, okay, plans for the future. I mean, right now with uh, Ring Magazine, we have you rated number 7th in the world in the heavyweight division. I know, I think you're number 6 with the BC, uh, number 2 with the BO. So you're highly ranked, yeah. and that means, I mean, you're, you could be lined up for a title shot anytime. time, but with the COVID thing and the lockdown, everything's been put on hold, obviously. When do yeah. you think you'll be back in the ring? Have you talked to your management <clears throat> at all about that?
1: Yeah, I, I want to I be in the ring um, as, soon as, uh, as soon as we can. I know, Like you said, everything's uncertain at the moment. So the team behind the scenes are working on something. I just said, you know, in the meantime, all I'm doing is training and, and just staying prepared. But uh, my goal is to, you know, like you said, the rankings are good. But and um, the past opponents that I've had, you know, probably the last two haven't been like the, the best or what people expect. And I've always been one to, to want the best fights that I can get, you know. And I, I want to fight the top five or ten in the world. Um, and that just shows that I'm eager to get back to being champion of the world again. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure when, we, when we'll when see a fight happen. I mean, you know, just I, I think everything's on hold at the moment for everyone.
0: Yeah, a few of the promoters over here on this side of the world, they've talked about getting back to maybe some club level shows in June, perhaps July. But there wouldn't be a crowd. It would just kind of be in a, in a studio mm. where it would just be the commission folks and everything. Has your management talked about that at all? Anything like that?
1: Yeah, they've talked, they've, they've passed some ideas around about having a fight here in New Zealand and who the deployment can be or might be. Um, and, you know, they're looking at different venues and what's the restrictions and what's the criteria. So they're, they are working behind the scenes um, as, as hard as they can. But uh, like I said, um, it's still, it's very uncertain how things will play out.
0: How's the, uh, what's the lockdown situation like currently over there? Because uh, here in the United States, a, a few States have opened up a little bit. Most of them will probably be open by the end of this month. What's the latest over there in New Zealand?
1: The the latest is that uh, when it first started, we we went in lockdown. um, We went to level four straight away. So we're we're in there for four weeks. At the moment, we're down to level three. Um, And then I think, you know, after another probably a week, we'll probably go down to level two. But there will still be things in place where we can do this or we can't do this. But it's uh, it's heading in the right you know, the right direction, um, and I think we can see that there's a lot of uh, a lot of improvement. There's still a long way to go, but I mean uh, I think people the amount of people getting sick is uh, probably there's not many every day or there's none.
0: Yeah, the, the, as they say, the curve is flattened. I, I know uh, here, so I think it, it looks like we're going in a positive direction. But a lot of the gyms over here closed, and a lot of fighters really couldn't get in the gym and do any serious training. People could run. They could do things at home, like work on the bag, skip rope. But uh, have you had the opportunity to train at all during this time, or have you just kind of taken this time just to be with your family?
1: I've, I've taken this opportunity to train uh, every day. I'm pretty blessed um, throughout my career. I I've was I've, I've able to set up a gym here at home. I have you know, a treadmill. i got the weights, kettlebells, you know, uh, bench, China bar, bike, everything, the only thing, and a big big mirror for shadow boxing, the only thing as a fighter that I should have that I don't have at the moment is a punching bag, and uh, because that's at my parents' house, and I, since I haven't left the house, um, I wasn't able to you know, go there and do boxing training, but everything else, I, I think at the moment I am in shape, and when I do start camp, it's not about losing weight or getting in shape again, it'll be about learning different combinations, techniques, skills, and um, I'll, I'll be at a better starting point.
0: That's great. Uh, if you had a, a choice of, of opponent, uh, I know you know you can't go right back to a top opponent or a title shot your first fight back, but probably next year, 2021 at some point, you could be lined up for a title shot. Is there any particular fighter that you'd like to face? I mean, you, you had a, a loss to Anthony Joshua. You had a loss to Dillian White. Would you like to rematch one of those guys, or is there somebody else you have your eye on?
1: Oh. Um. Was quite uh, entertaining, and uh, he was, you know, obviously he was a better man on that day. But I still believe in my heart that I can beat him. So I would love the opportunity to have a rematch with him and to to show that I what I can do. Yeah, you, know. uh,
0: you, you dropped off a little bit there for a second. I assume you were talking about Dillian White.
1: Yeah, I um, okay. I would love to have a rematch with Dillian White um, because you know it was a it was a, the first fight was very entertaining, and that I was guess uh, if we did have a fight, yeah, if we did have another fight, I, I know can beat him even though he was a better man on that day
0: okay what about uh between right now uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder it seems likely they'll fight a third time I don't know if it'll be this year they're still trying to wait all that out the original date I think was October 3rd but I'm not sure uh, if that could be worked out for this year p- perhaps early next year when those two fight again who do you think is going to take that one
1: yeah, I, I the first I think the first fight I I thought uh, I thought that, that Fury did enough to win. Um, even though it was a draw. The second fight he proved that he, you know, he he made a lot of improvements and uh, different changes and helped him with the second fight. I think the third fight plays out the same. I think uh, my own opinion is that I think Fury will probably win again. I mean, he's uh, you know, he's just he's an awkward fighter. He, he can box, he can move, he can come forward, he can fight, and I think he's gained a lot of confidence with the you know with the first two fights they've had.
0: Yeah, going into their rematch, you know, Fury was saying, I'm going to knock him out, I'm going to come forward. And, and you know, I didn't believe him. I don't think most people believed him. Were you surprised when you watched that fight at the way he fought and how he was so uh, so dominant in that fight?
1: I, I didn't expect the dominance performance he put on. It was, a, it was actually a great boxing, um, you know, it was great, great to watch. You know, and I didn't, he said, like you said, I'm, I'm like you. I didn't believe that he was going to come forward and chase him down and put the foot down and throw combinations to try and get him out of there. I thought, okay, he'll, he'll move, he'll come forward, he'll move, he'll come forward. But from the start, he, he, put a, you know, he put the foot down on the pedal and chased him around the ring. And that's, I think that surprised uh, everyone.
0: Yeah, including Wilder. I think uh, he didn't really know how to react at that point. You know, Wilder had all these knockouts, and people were comparing him to some of the all-time great heavyweight punchers and all this. There was a lot of hyperbole around all that, in my opinion. But how do you think now that the, I guess the stigma or not stigma, that's the wrong word. The, um, the hype has been burst a little bit and now people see that Deontay Wilder is human. Do you think he can ever get back to that level that he was at? Or do you think to a certain degree he's been figured out a little bit?
1: I I still think that he can, uh, I I still think that he can give back. I, I believe he was a great champion when he was a champion and, uh, you know, just because I mean Fury is one of a kind. Um, there's no other fighter who's six foot nine who can move as forward as he can or can like as a heavyweight. And I, I think Wilder can come back. I think he's got a lot of heart and he's a very proud man. Um and he can I mean he's still dangerous, you know, he's still got that, that, that knockout power. He possesses that knockout power.
0: I agree. I think that he's actually going to be competitive in that third fight. I know a lot of people think that Fury's just going to plow right through him. I, I think the third fight's going to be close. I think Wilder's going to show something. Cause I agree I'm with you. Dude. I think he's got a a heart. Uh, Yeah. But, so you favor Fury to win that fight. I, I think most people do. If... If it could be worked out. And who knows with the business of boxing, you know, it, it might not. Yeah. But if you know where I'm going. If he fights Anthony Joshua, a man that you've been in the ring with, how do you see that playing out?
1: That'll be another great fight. Two great champions. Um, both wanting to be unified champion of the world or to, to be the best ever heavyweight in our era. Uh, I, again, I'll, I'll still back uh, Fury with that fight. Um, I, uh, Joshua was a great Fighter and a great champion, but uh, yeah, uh, my opinion is that I think we will will take that out as well.
0: Okay, and one thing I wanted to ask uh, we, we do a kind of a feature in Ring Magazine called The Best I've Faced, and we ask fighters a series of questions about just different skill sets, the best fighter you face with the best, be it jab, defense, chin, whatever it is, and then the best overall. So I just want to go down a list with you. And and I guess you can include amateurs if you'd like. Because I know you you fought some top amateurs. I mean, uh, Philippe Pergovich, Tony Yoka. I know you fought Junior Fa. A lot of these young heavyweights that are coming up now. But um, who would you say is the most skillful fighter you've ever faced and why?
1: The most skillful fighter, I uh, I guess, would have to be, um, I would say, Andy Ruiz skill-wise. Um he 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 had a lot of skill and he, he showed it in the fight that we had and he was a a person who was um, a little bit you know he was difficult to hit and I think with all the experience that he had as an amateur, um really helped him in the professionals and uh yeah, he's he'll he'll be at the top of probably the most skilled, one of the most skilled.
0: What about the best jab?
1: I think the best jab would be uh Anthony Joshua, you know, with his jab um he was able to keep me at bay, and I wasn't able to sort of get in there and he boxed a lot better than I thought he would box.
0: What about best defense
1: best defense Ooh, wow, best defense well, I think as an amateur when i when I did fight Herkovich, I wasn't able to catch him a lot in the um you know in our amateur the amateur fight that we had, so his defense was quite good even in the amateurs.
0: And when you fought him, I think you were probably what eighteen, nineteen years old, something like that
1: yeah we're we both eighteen years old, and we fought in uh, azerbaijan
0: okay and what what made him difficult to hit? Did he just use his height well was it because he seems you know now in the pros uh, now I wouldn't say stiff, but he's not a guy that's known as a as a mover you know uses as his a mover, movement. Yeah. how did he you know how did he stay so elusive?
1: Uh, I I I remember with that fight he was uh, he used his height and his reach uh, very well and he and like he didn't move a lot but he just sort of slowly just walked me down. I did a lot of moving and I guess with that walking down, you know, he I was you know he tired me out and he just he uses uh his height and reach well in that fight.
0: Interesting. Okay. What and about he picked
1: the he picked the shots as well. Picked the shots good.
0: What about the best chin?
1: The best chin would have to be. Uh, uh, Andy Ruiz you know he's um, you know I, I hit him with a, a few good clean shots which I think had a bit of you know pop behind him but he just ate it up and, and kept coming forward so um, yeah
0: yeah he's shown a really good chin what do you think it is about him that makes it makes him able to absorb shots so well
1: I think I think my, it might be the, the the body type you know I'm just he's sort of a compact very, a compact fighter and he's just in there and I think you know, he just uh, what is it? What's the word to describe it? He just um, you know, it's, it's like his chin sort of tucks into his like his neck, and he and he comes forward, and he, he just you know he, he just absorbs him. It's yeah, it's almost, he
0: rolls with the punches. Is that what it is?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's sort of compact, but yes, he does roll with the punches. So you don't really you don't really catch him clean.
0: Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've noticed he a lot of the Mexican fighters have that move. Where as soon as they see a shot coming, they just roll with it their, their and, uh, role who's the best puncher you faced
1: um, probably would would have to i would have to say Dylan white because you know he, he's the first one to drop me so um, but the the person that actually caught me was the flush shot that actually I felt the most. Hello. And uh, I, I oh, you broke right. up again. I, I didn't hear
0: the name. So, could you repeat the name?
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. The, the probably the the hardest puncher would be Andy Ruiz. I mean, Dylan White did drop me, but with Ruiz, I, I really felt the sting in the punch when he when he threw a punch.
0: Interesting. Do you remember what shot it was?
1: <laughs> I think it was a left hook. And uh, from for for the whole for the for the whole fight, um, I was a bit I was deaf in one ear.
0: Huh, interesting. Yeah, I've heard. You know, Andy can come up with those hooks. I just think it's the angle he punches at that makes those punches. Uh, and the speed,
1: speed as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: That well, that brings me to my next one. I was going to ask you who's got the fastest hands.
1: Yeah, fastest hands would be Andy Ruiz. Uh, I, 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 I always said before the fight I had faster hands than him. So we're we're still still debating who got faster hands. <laughs>
0: okay. What about the fastest feet?
1: Our uh, fastest feet. Ooh, uh probably uh probably Joshua, um at that at their level, you know. Would be Joshua, you know, the moving back and moving forward and moving sideways, it was it was it was hard to hit.
0: Yeah, he used a lot of uh movement in that fight. Um it seemed he was moving backward and uh I mean did that frustrate you? Obviously it had to frustrate you, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was moving back, and I was chasing him down. Then the ref would, you know, jump in. But you know, if, if I could have, uh, you know, as a fighter, that's that's where you sort of um, you see the different levels of fighters when you can adapt and change in the fight. And I guess in that fight, I didn't really adapt and and change to what I should should have done better. You know, so it, did, it was frustrating, but um, it was all learning. And I guess if I did have another fight with him, it would be it be great. So I can show what I've learned and show what I've improved, and uh, you know, hopefully try and get the win off him.
0: Have you gone back and watched that fight a few times?
1: I watched it a few times. Yeah, I, I did quite good in the beginning, and then halfway the second half of the, of the fight, I just I dropped. And uh, like I said, you know, in the past I have been, I haven't done everything right. You know, I went into that camp at 123 kgs, and I cut down to hundred and seven kgs. So instead of using the camp as a way of, of of practicing the skills and doing good sparring, I was focused on losing weight and trying to get in shape, which is it's not the best way to start a camp.
0: Right. Okay. A few more. Uh, smartest fighter and strongest fighter.
1: Uh, strong fighter would be, I would say, uh, Dylan White. Just he used his body, and um, I wasn't expecting that. And he, and he roughed me up and pushed me around. And you know, I should have countered that. But and then, uh, yeah, he he would be sort of like the one on the top of the stronger fighters that I faced.
0: What about smartest?
1: Smartest. Minus would be again uh, Anthony Joshua. Um very you know, it was a tactical fight and he he did enough. Um he didn't want to do the win and he didn't, you know, he didn't overdo it, he didn't underdo it, he did, he just did enough and uh yeah.
0: And then okay, so overall, just I mean you take all these categories, overall who would you say is the best you have fought so far in your career?
1: The best that I fought in my career.
0: Oh. Uh, I would
1: say, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua.
0: And what makes him...
1: I would the, say he, he... I think he's a good...
0: What makes him the best overall?
1: Um, just, uh, you know, I, I think as a fighter, you know, like for me, the experience I had with him is that uh, very professional um, leading into the fight, very professional after the fight, but also what he did in the ring, uh, being able to, you know, use his jab and his, and his boxing skills to keep me at bay and... Uses reach and his height very well, and I think overall, it's a uh, overall he's probably the the, you know, the best opponent that I face.
0: And I'm sure you were shocked, like I was, and we all were, when Andy Ruiz beat him. It's two guys that you fought, and you saw that. Uh, when people started talking about the rematch, you know, I told everybody that would listen, listen, Anthony Joshua's going to win that rematch. He's just, in my opinion, the better fighter. Who who did you favor going into that rematch? And how did you how do you assess AJ's performance? Cuz he took some criticism the for print, moving, yeah. but I thought it was a good performance.
1: I thought it was a great performance. I thought it was a boxing lesson. And uh going into the rematch fight, I mean the first fight was like 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 yourself I was very shocked and surprised of the way that um that he you know he he knocked out of there. The, the rematch I I made some money from my my family cuz we had bets on and I, and I bet that Joshua was going to win the fight, so my family paid up <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> and I, I like you i I think that was a great performance because he used his, like he did what he had to do. he boxed, he moved, he punched without getting hit and he, and he and he became the you know the unified champion of the world two times
0: yeah, i agree i I could not understand why he took criticism for that performance. I thought it was great that he showed he could win in a different way. And that's to me part of showing that you're a great fighter is that you can win in different ways. So Yeah, that a lot of fighters
1: me. after a fight and losing, um, I think they they come into the second fight as a rematch worried or scared or, or like there's a lot of emotion that comes into it. And, I, and he was very, he was confident. He, uh, you know, he did what he had to do. And I, I'm, I'm with you. He shouldn't have taken too much uh, criticism for that fight.
0: Joseph, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking some time to talk with me. Uh, I'm sure you need to uh, get back to Lainey and and the girls and enjoy your weekend. Uh, Keep the great social media videos coming, my friend, and I hope to see you back in the ring soon.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, and I look forward to catching up uh, in the near future.
0: Absolutely. Have a good day. You too, brother. Thank you so much.